Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur and mom of two. As women, we are so much more than just one thing. We're wives, moms, entrepreneurs, side hustlers, and dreamers with goals and ambition. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from juggling family, work, and fun to making your dreams a reality through simple, effective marketing strategies, all designed specifically for the busy mom who doesn't have a lot of extra time. So whether you're just getting started or already have an established business, there's something here for you. If you're ready to take on the challenge of becoming your own boss and making your dreams a reality, then let's get started because this girl means business. Hey friend, and welcome to episode 212 of the Girl Means Business podcast. Now, as a former teacher, one of the things that I really pride myself on is I am a lifelong learner. I genuinely love to learn about new things, to consume content. I'm reading books and blog posts and scrolling social media, looking for all the information I can put into my brain at one time. And a lot of that revolves around business and marketing strategies. That's why I love that aspect of business. It's why I do what I do. It also allows me to consume the information, consolidate it, and then put it back to you, what I think you might need. However, one of the things I've noticed through the last several months of kind of looking at the content that I'm consuming is a lot of it when it comes to marketing is revolving around cold outreach. How can you get new clients who may have never heard of you before, whether it's through social media ads or SEO or all these different strategies for reaching out to new audiences that don't know who who you are or anything about your business. And yes, that is a valid part of growing your business. You do need to consistently have a strategy for kind of cold outreach, for exposing yourself to new audiences. However, what I want to talk about today, I want to flip it around. And I want to look at how you can use the audience you already have, the clients you already have, to help grow your business. And we're going to be looking at three things that I think you can start doing or do more of in your business to help you get more clients using the clients you already have. So we're going to talk a little bit about today, reviews, referrals, and rewards. I love alliteration. This makes me very happy to have this episode. Three R's we're going to be talking about today. So again, reviews, referrals, and rewards. These are ways that you can use the clients and the client base you already have to get new and more clients. Let's start by talking about reviews. Now, I believe reviews are one of the key pieces of your business that are going to help you get new clients, whether it is a cold client or a warm client, because your reviews, your testimonials, as some people call them, these are social proof. And what that means is that when someone lands on your website or your Google page or your Facebook page, They want to know that they're not the first person who is looking to hire you. They want to know that someone else has worked with you and has had something positive to say. I do this all the time when I go onto Amazon or any website I'm shopping on. A lot of times is I will look at a product, an item I'm considering buying. I go and I look at the reviews. And there's two things I look for when it comes to reviews. One is how many reviews are there? If there's only one or two reviews, a lot of times I'm like, oh, it may just still be too new for me to really have a good idea or for people to have a good idea of whether or not this is a good product. The other thing I look for is positive versus negative reviews. 
obviously there's going to be some people who go and leave negative reviews for whatever reason. They had a bad experience. The product didn't work for them. That's fine. You're going to get those. But is the ratio of good to bad balanced more in one direction or the other? There's been multiple times that I have gotten away from buying something on Amazon because the reviews a lot of times were similar. The negative reviews were all kind of saying the same thing. And that led me to believe like, oh, okay, multiple people have had this same issue. And so maybe it's not an issue I want to have to deal with. Same goes the other way. If it's an overwhelmingly positive or if everybody's raving about the same aspect of something, I'm like, okay, good. I know that this is consistent across the board. It's not just one person's, you know, they had an off experience. They're going to go talk about it. Multiple people are saying the same thing, good or bad. And so it's consistent across the board. There's that's where reviews can help as well. Now, if you are listening and you're thinking, okay, but Kendra, I put reviews or testimonials. I have a tab on my website, or I have a little scrolling thing that that scrolls through four or five reviews from clients or testimonials, but that is that enough? No. Here's why. People are skeptical. (laughs) Everybody is a skeptic these days. So if I go to someone's website and I see five raving five-star reviews, well, of course they're going to put the five-star great reviews on there. If it's a landing page for a program or a service or a product, of course they're going to put the five-star raving reviews on there. They have chosen those to put on their website. But if I go to Google or I go to Facebook or I go to Yelp or I go to the podcast page where it's kind of an open forum where people can say what they want to say and it's not really being filtered, that's going to give me a better idea of what people are actually saying. And so because of that, we need to be very careful in how we handle like the testimonial review section we're putting onto our website or landing pages try to make it as validating as possible, which means like maybe it's a screenshot of the Google review or maybe it's, you know, it links back to the actual Google review if that's even possible. I haven't tried that yet. But finding ways to make it feel a little less like you fabricated this or a little less like, oh, this was just her grabbing the only three good reviews she has or whatever. So while we want those reviews and testimonials on our website and our landing pages, we want to make them feel as authentic as possible so that we're building that trust factor with our viewer, with the new person coming to our site. Because again, we've all kind of become desensitized to these five-star reviews on people's landing pages because again, those were ones that they hand-selected or kind of like, I, I heard this the other day about book reviews. When you go and you open up a book and there's you know, there's certain people that have given the book a review. A lot of times those aren't always real. They're either fabricated or um, the author, you know, the person reviewing the book has been paid off in some way. And so we've just become a little bit skeptical. And so the more that, like the more authentic reviews you can have on your Google page, on your Facebook, on your podcast site, whatever it might be, that's going to be the most beneficial to you as opposed to just here's three really great reviews on my website. So let's talk about how we get these reviews because this is a mistake I see a lot of people making is they say, well, I want people to leave me a review, but they're just not doing it. And the thing is you have to ask people to give you the review. 
You cannot assume that they're just going to think, oh, I want to be really, really nice today and I'm going to go leave this person a great review. That doesn't really happen. Think about yourself as a consumer. I do this all the time. I go to a restaurant or a store or an, an event somewhere and I'm like, oh, that was so much fun. That was a great experience or, oh, this person was a great server or I had a wonderful experience at the store. The customer service people were so incredible. And I leave thinking like, oh, that was a great experience. But my first thought is not, oh, let me go post about it on their Google page or their Facebook page. That's just not what our brains typically do. However, if you have a bad experience and you're unhappy with a service or a product, you tend to think, oh, I'm going to go tell people about this. I'm going to put it on Facebook. I'm going to go write a Google review. I'm going to give them whatever on Yelp. So unfortunately, that means that unless people are having a bad experience with your business, which hopefully they're not, you're probably not getting as many reviews as you would like because you're not asking for them and people are not thinking just naturally to go and do it. So here's what I want you to start doing. I want you to start making a point to ask people to go leave you a review and make it as simple as possible. So for example, I'm going to take a pause right here and I'm going to say, hey, I would love for you to go and review this podcast. You have to do it over on Apple iTunes. So if you're not listening on Apple iTunes, then maybe either hit pause and open your Apple iTunes account and go leave me a review. If you're listening to this in Apple iTunes, you can just scroll down and go leave me a five-star review or whatever you want to leave. I'm asking you for the review. I'm asking you to please go do this thing that's going to help me grow this podcast. And I will do this regularly on my episodes. If you've listened for a couple of episodes, you may have heard me ask you for a review. Do I do it every single week? No. But will I do it every couple episodes? Yes, because I want to consistently remind you that that is something that I appreciate and I value. And so you need to do the same things with your audience. Now, when and how do you do this? First of all, the how. It's as simple as a quick email that says, Hey, I am so thankful for you being a client or for us working together or you buying my product. I would love to know what your thoughts were. Here's a link where you can go leave a review over on my Google page. And you send them directly to the pop-up box where they can leave a review. And this can be done, I'm not exactly remembering step-by-step how to do it, but if you Google you know, how to get a direct link to my Google reviews, it will give you like three steps that you have to go through to get the actual direct link. I highly recommend the direct link. You want to make it as simple as possible because if you just say, hey, go leave me a review over on Google and the person reading the email has to leave their email, open up Google, search for your business name, and then figure out how to leave a review, those are too many steps. They're going to get lost in the process and they're not going to end up doing what you want them to do. If you're giving them a direct link to your Google, to your Facebook page, It's going to make it so much easier. So asking them for the review and then making it as easy as possible for them to actually leave the review is going to be the best advice in helping you get more reviews. Now, how often should you ask and what is too much? Now, it kind of depends on the platform and how you're doing it. If you're sending it out in an email, let's say with my photography clients, they book a session, we have our session, I have a whole workflow. And in that workflow set up inside of my HoneyBook account, one of the things is within a couple of days after their session is done, they receive a thank you email from me. And it just thanks them for working with me, 
tells them how much I enjoyed their session. And then it says, Hey, I would love to hear your thoughts. Would you mind leaving me a review over on Google? And I give them a direct link to that Google review. Then about a week or two later, once they've now received their images, um, they've been able to kind of get their finished product. Then I send another reminder email that's like, Hey, just want to follow up. I hope you are enjoying your images. Um, you know, I, this is not exactly how it's worded, but you get the gist. And then I remind them, Hey, Google reviews are a huge way of how I get more people to recognize my business. I would really love for you just to like share your thoughts. Here's a link. And I may ask them again one more time a couple weeks later, or I'll send out an email to my entire email list of past clients saying, Hey, thank you so much for being a past client. I am looking to boost up some of my Google reviews. If anybody would love to go and leave a quick review of what it was like to work with me, I would really appreciate it here. You know, here's the link, same thing with Facebook or whatever. But the point is, is that I'm not just saying it one time, like at the end of our photo shoot and then forgetting about it again. I'm reminding them because we're all busy and it's not about like pestering people. It's not about bugging people. We are all busy and your business is not at the front of their mind the way it is for you. And it's totally fine to remind them a couple of times because how many times have you received a message from somebody that's like, Hey, just reminding you of X, Y, or Z. And you're like, Oh yeah, I totally forgot. I wanted to do that. I wanted to make sure that I you know, did this thing or finished this item or what, check this off my to-do list. And I got busy and forgot. Thank you for the reminder. That's all you're doing is you're sending out a gentle reminder. You're not like every single day for two weeks reminding them. You're just every so often saying, Hey, by the way, I would really love for you to go review my podcast, head over to Apple iTunes and leave me a review and let me know what you think. Here is how it will benefit my business. Here is why I will appreciate this. And it's okay to say that. It's okay to explain to them that like, this is what helps me get my business noticed by other people is by sharing your experience with me because other people will be able to appreciate that and will see that as kind of like the green light for them to then go ahead and book a session with me or work with me or purchase from me. It's okay to be transparent into why these are so important. If you have like an actual product that you're sending out, have little cards. I've seen this done. I've received products where I get like a little business sized card in the box with the product and it says like, leave us a review and it has a QR code that takes me directly to the place where I can leave them a review. Again, it's simple little things like that that make people go, oh yeah, that's a really, like I need to go leave a review because that's helpful to other people. So do not be afraid to ask for the review, ask for it often and make sure it's part of your workflow so that it's not something you're like waking up going, oh shoot, I haven't done that in weeks. I need to go do that. It's also totally fine to post about it on social media. Again, you're not doing this every day. You're not even maybe doing it every week. But every so often, put a little post up and just say like, hey, just a reminder, if you are a client, a past client, I would love to know your thoughts. Here's where you can go leave reviews for my business. Or send out a mass email to your email list and ask everybody that's ever worked with you, hey, if you've ever had a great experience working with my business, I would love for you to go share about it so other people can benefit from hearing about your experience of working with my business. So it sounds super simple but it is really that simple. You just have to ask for it if that's what you want for your business. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. All right, up next, let's talk about referrals. So this is a really, really powerful way to drive new audiences to your business. And it may feel a little bit like, well, isn't this kind of like cold outreach? Yes and no. The cold outreach part of this is that you are trying to reach an audience who probably does not already know about you. However, because they are being told about your business by somebody who is not associated with your business, it turns them into an immediate warm lead. I want you to think about the last time that you referred somebody in your circle, your family, your friends, someone you know, and you told them about a business or an experience or a product that you genuinely loved. So a perfect example of this is my best friend that lives in Colorado. We video chat occasionally, like we'll send Marco Polo videos back and forth throughout the week. And she recently was talking about a new makeup product, like a foundation that she had purchased. And as someone who I don't typically wear a foundation or a makeup, I have been looking for one that I could wear whenever I need to get dressed up or go to an event, or if I just want to look nice for a date night or a girl's night. And I was having trouble finding one that I really liked. And so she sent me a Marco Polo video about this new makeup that she was using. And she was like, okay, I'm going to show you like me putting it on so you can see how it works. It's amazing. I love it. It's lightweight. I know you don't like heavy feeling makeup. It's going to feel like it's just kind of like a tinted moisturizer. You're going to love it. And sure enough, I went and bought it. Had never heard of this makeup before. Was not familiar with it. It was not on my radar at all. But because someone that I trusted who knew me, who knew what I would and wouldn't like, who knew what I was looking for, said, hey, I think you're really going to love this, I immediately went and bought it. No questions asked. And I do. I love it. Again, this is how referrals work. And this is the power of harnessing the referrals from your past clients because they immediately come into your business on a whole nother level than just someone who saw you on social media. They already have a connection to your business. They've already built up the trust of your business because they trust the person who told them about your business. So how can we encourage our audience to share and talk about our business? The first thing I always tell people is similar to the reviews is you have to ask people to do it and you need to ask them or remind them often. So again, in the workflow of your process of client you know, work, 
have some kind of email or check-in or note that you send out where it's like, hey, I'm so happy you enjoyed your experience or this product or the service. If you have any family or friends that you feel like would benefit from this as well, you know, let them know about it. And then here's how they can either get a discount or here's how they, you know, you'll get credit for this if you refer them. So creating a referral program. We hear a lot about referral programs and there's a million different ways to do them. So let's talk a little bit about what works and what doesn't work. And this is sort of overarching general referral program advice, not specific to like, here's exactly how to run a referral program. I'm not going to tell you how to do that because your business is unique and you need to create a system that works for you. But I will tell you kind of generally what works and what doesn't. And the biggest mistake I see a lot of businesses making is they create a referral program for clients around the product or service that they offer. Let me give you an example of what I mean by that. In the photography world, this is a common practice I see being done, is that let's say you're a family photographer. So you have client A who comes in, they book a session with you, they do the family session, they have a great experience, they're a great client, you like really hit it off, It's everything's perfect. So you tell client A, Hey, I have a referral program for every family you refer that books a session with me, they get 20% off and then you get 20% off your next photo shoot, or you get $50 off your next photo shoot, whatever the reward is there. The problem with that is, is that client A has just finished their, their photo shoot with you or has recently had a photo shoot with you. That is the best time for them to refer people. Because A, they're still, it's fresh on their mind. The experience is still like really great and good. You, They're going to go talk about it. You know, maybe like other people are booking photo shoots at the same time. Or, you know, I, from shooting boudoir for a long time, I had a ton of people who would leave their boudoir experience like on this really high, high, feeling great about themselves, feeling great about the experience. That's the time they need to go tell people about it. The problem with me saying, hey, If you tell people about it, for every family you tell or every person you tell, I'm going to give you $50 off your next photo shoot, they're not in the market for another photo shoot. They just finished the photo shoot that they had. And so they're likely not coming back for a while, if at all. With boudoir sessions, a lot of times it was one and done. Most people don't splurge on that more than once. With family sessions, maybe a little bit more, or if you have a product or a service that people are utilizing more often, then that could be beneficial. But in most cases, that is not enough of an incentive for somebody to want to go out and promote your business for you, because that's essentially what you're asking people to do when you are setting up a referral program is you're saying, hey, you go be my marketing team. You go and talk about my business for me. And in exchange, I'm going to offer you X, Y, or Z. So you need to make the incentive worth their while. This also applies to offering them, you know, free um, images or prints or discounts towards future products. Again, they already have what they need from you. They already have the product. They already have the service. So there has to be something else that you can offer them. So what I started doing, and I started doing this originally with my senior portraits, is I was like, okay, most of these girls that I'm working with are in their senior year of high school. They're getting ready to go to college. They're going to have a lot of things that they need to move out of the house and go to a dorm or an apartment or to move away to school or just to feel more independent. And so I started saying for every client you refer who books a session with me, I will send you a $25 Amazon gift card. 
It's quick. It's easy. I can do it digitally. I don't have to go buy a bunch of gift cards. If, you know, Sarah, who's my client, her friend Gabby books a session with me, I then send Gabby a $25 e-gift card to Amazon as a thank you. And that boosted my referrals a ton because I'd found what it was these clients wanted. And I went through a couple of different ideas before I landed on the Amazon one. But once I started telling them like, hey, for every client you refer, you're going to get $25 to Amazon. And there's no limit on how many Amazon gift cards I can send you. So if you refer 10 friends to me, you're going to get $200 to Amazon. That helped me to then get more bookings because they had a real investment now. They were like, oh, if I can make $25 to Amazon every time I share about my experience with this photographer, then yeah, that's worth it to me. They started sharing more. They started talking more. Their moms started talking more. Their friends started talking more. And it got me more bookings. So figure out, find what it is that your audience is going to be enticed with and find a way to make that part of that referral program. The other thing I really made sure to do was to give them everything they needed in order to share about my business. And so this might mean if you're shipping out a physical product, you know, I talked about earlier, if you're shipping out a product and you send in that, like the review QR code link, maybe throw in a few like little discount coupons, you know, here's 10% off, hand them out to your friends. Um, if you are, if you offer a service, create a graphic that you can then email or text to your client and say, Hey, thank you so much for working with me. Here is a, you know, a coupon code for your audience, your friends and family make sure they tell me that, that you referred them and you'll get the credit or whatever you want to word it, but give them the graphics to put out on social media, give them the cards, give them whatever it is that you need them to share, create it for them and send it to them. One of the things I used to do with my boudoir clients is I would pick whatever their favorite image was. That was one that they would probably feel comfortable sharing. It was a little more modest. I would create in Canva I had like a template for kind of what looked like a little gift certificate essentially. And it was a hundred dollars off a session, which is what my kind of VIP lead magnet offer is anyway, is if you sign up for my email list, you get a hundred dollars off your session. So I'm comfortable offering that. I created a little gift certificate graphic that said, you've here's $100 credit towards a photo shoot with Paisley Lane photography, but I used their photo on the gift certificate card. So it made it personalized. And I sent that to them. And I was like, hey, here's a really cool way for you to just like give something to a friend. Um, I did this a lot with seniors as well. I would put one of their photos onto like a little gift certificate card and I would send that out to them in an email. And I would say, hey, here's a quick, easy graphic you can like text to your friends. And then when they book a session, they send me that graphic. And I know that it came from you because it's got your picture on it. So finding ways to kind of create little referral um, graphics or cards or anything that makes it super, super easy for them to share about your business is going to make that referral program even stronger. All right, last but not least, let's talk about rewards. Now, a lot of times this gets mixed in with referrals because they're like, well, if you refer somebody, I'm going to reward you with this Amazon gift card or this discount to something or whatever it is. But I want to talk specifically about kind of the out of the blue rewards you can offer to your loyal clients. 
Now, I know several realtors who do this really, really well. So I don't know if it's something that they are like taught or trained, but I love looking at other industries and going, how can I use what they have done to help grow my business? And so this was something that really kind of was a light bulb moment for me. Um, our the realtor that we're friends with that we've known forever, she does, you know, these sort of events where it's a movie night and you all come and she rents out a theater and all of her past clients are invited to come. She's done Christmas parties in the past, um, pies at Thanksgiving. You know, there's lots of these little ways. She, I think she did like a, a baseball night maybe one time. I know another realtor's done that where she like rented out a bunch or she bought out a bunch of tickets to like a minor league baseball team in town and had like a baseball night where she invited all of her past clients to. Um, those kinds of things are always really fun because they usually are, they're out of the blue. You just get an email one day from this person that you've worked with and it would say like, Hey, we're having movie night, bring the whole family. We've rented out this theater and we're going to watch this movie. It's, it's going to be a fun night. Well, I'm like, you buy your popcorn and we'll provide the drinks or whatever. And so it's just a fun little one reminder of, hey, this is someone that I have worked with, I had a great experience with, I'm continuously having a good experience with, and now they're top of mind. So the next time that someone says they're looking for a realtor, I go, oh, you need to talk to my friend Susan because she does a great job, she's wonderful, and you're not just a name on a list to her, you become like a friend to her and she invites you to these things. Even growing up, I remember, I think we moved into our house that we lived in for the longest time I can remember, um, when I was like eight, maybe nine. And our realtor, my mom remained friends with, and kind of the same thing. We would get a Christmas card every year at Christmas and she would like randomly drop by and drop off like little treats. Or if she was showing a house in the neighborhood, she would come by afterwards and like leave a little note just saying, Hey, hope everything's going well. Um, the yard looks beautiful. I love what y'all have done with the flower bed. I mean, just like little random things like this was obviously like in the nineties. So there was no email or um, text messages, but just little thoughtful things that helped us to remember like, oh yeah, she was an incredible realtor. She was so sweet. Like anytime we think of somebody who needs that service, we're going to think of her. And so how can you apply that into your own business? Obviously you may not want to go out and create an entire event, or maybe you have a global audience because they're not all local. So how can you incorporate rewards to say thank you to the clients that have loyally stayed with you or been with you for a long time or have worked with you multiple times. First thing you can do is just saying thank you. I think sending out just the occasional like thank you email or even if you want to send out like a thank you handwritten note or postcard, just that simple little thank you goes a long way. The next thing you can do is offer like loyalty discounts. So you can randomly send out emails to everyone that has ever worked with you or purchased from you and say, hey, because we value our clients and customers so much and we want to say thank you for being a loyal client or customer, here is a 20% discount on your next product or service. Or, you know, here is partner with another local business. Hey, as a thank you for working with me in the past, um, I have partnered with this really cute, like boutique in town and they are offering a 20% discount when you, you know, just to my clients, things like that. So rewarding them for being a client 
not only is it going to, again, say thank you to them, but it's also going to keep you front of mind. Because how many times have you thought, well, I worked with that person like a year ago and they never left a review. They never sent a referral. Again, we all are busy. Our lives are crazy. And so the more you can stay front of mind and pop back into their email or pop back into their social media or pop back into their mailbox, the more they're going to be reminded like, oh yeah, that was a great experience. I want to continue talking about this. So finding little ways to say thank you to your audience is going to go a really long way. And it creates a client experience that they really, really want to talk about. All right, guys. So that is our episode today for reviews, referrals, and rewards. I hope you found it helpful. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week, and I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place.